0: Open your Bibles again, if you will, to Nehemiah chapter 4 and just mark that chapter as we'll look at it this morning as I preach the message, Building Always Involves Battling. Building always involves battling. I believe this morning that we're going to find great help from the Word of God. Sometimes we get the idea that if we're going to build something or do something that's good and right, that everybody's going to be for it, and everybody's going to be behind it. and It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be an exciting thing. We've decided to do right. We're going to build something. We're going to do work for God and everybody's going to support it. But that's not the way it is in this life and in this world. Building almost always involves battling. Look at verse number one and I'll pray. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth took great indignation and mocked the Jews. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the preaching of your word this morning. I have in mind as I preach this morning those that are working to build a life that's pleasing to you. Those that's working to build a marriage and a family where their lives are pleasing to you those that are working to rebuild their lives and this time to build their life on the truths of the Bible. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us as we are building in the work of our church and continuing to reach new people every single week and building buildings and all that we've been involved in. I pray that you'd help us to receive encouragement this morning to understand that battles are not abnormal But Lord, they're normal when we attempt to do that which is right. Fill me with Your Spirit, I pray as I preach. In Jesus' name, amen. Jerusalem was the city of their parents. Understand, 70 years have passed since the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. 70 years have passed when we come to this passage of rebuilding Jerusalem and the walls around the city. Imagine, if you will, this being 2021. If we went back to 1950, that's when uh, the city would have been destroyed, the temple destroyed, uh, every piece of gold taken from it, and uh, now all of the building uh, uh, lots and the houses, uh, uh, they've grown up in weeds and trees 70 years. Jerusalem was the city of their parents and grandparents. It was the sin of their parents and grandparents that brought the destruction. The previous generations had sinned against God and caused God to raise up the Babylonian Empire to bring destruction to Jerusalem. Are you with me this morning? Third of all, it was their desire, it was this generation's desire for a better place to live and a better way to live that caused them to leave Babylon and take that several hundred mile journey and go back to the land of their fathers, go back to their homeland. It was a desire for a better life, a desire for a better way to live, for them to go back to their homeland. I want you to understand these people are doing well in Babylon. They're not under attack in Babylon. In fact, Nehemiah is doing well. He has a job working for the king nobody has said to them, if you don't get out of Babylon, we're going to kill you. Uh, They had, uh, many of them were even born there. They were growing up there. Uh, Their life there was fairly comfortable in Babylon. But there was a group that said, we need to go back to our homeland and we need to rebuild the city of God. The specific focus of this book and this passage is not just rebuilding the city, but rebuilding the walls of protection around the city. It was a safety measure. If their city was rebuilt, it would not be safe without these walls. So they're working to rebuild around the city the walls that would secure them and separate them from the opposition. I trust you get that picture this morning. Uh, There's some working today to rebuild or strengthen their lives personally. Uh, There are those here today you're working to increase, to strengthen, uh, or to rebuild your walk with God, uh, your service for God, uh, your life for God. There are those here today that are working to build a life and a marriage and a family uh, to serve and to live life to make a difference for right in our world. Now, you don't have to. You could just stay in the comfort of the day in which we live and say, I'm not going to care whether the world is bettered or not. I'm going to take the blessings you've been given to me and I'm just going to enjoy those and let the world pass by. But there are those of us, and I believe it's why you're here today, we want better not just for our family. We want better for the next generation. We want better for those that live around us to say, there's a better life to live than one that is without Christ and without the Word of God. There are those here today you're working to rebuild a life and I admire those that are working to do so. I'm glad you haven't given up to the devil. Uh, The devil desires to bring destruction and pain and working to overcome failures and bad decisions. I'm thankful uh, for those that are desiring to do that and desiring to build a life of joy and gladness. By the way, uh, the Christian life is one of joy and gladness. Don't you let some backslidden Christian misrepresent Christianity to you because those that are close to him and in his will are enjoying the good blessings of the Lord. In a sense, all of us are wall builders. We're building walls between the world and the things of God. We don't want the world to get to our children. We don't want the world to get to us. Uh, The world, uh, it uses up, it takes away. Uh, But God is a life giver. God is one that increases uh, uh, the joys of our life. Our work and desire to provide a better life and protect uh, uh, from the evils of the world sometimes leads us to a place of weariness and discouragement. You know why? Because there's always battles in building. There are many young people here today, they're preparing for a life of ministry. This morning as I watched vans and buses come and go and getting ready for all of the work and activity of the day, I thought of the many young men that once uh, were here like these are here today and they were running buses and teaching classes and preaching at whatever opportunity that they had. But today they're serving as a pastor of a church. Uh, Today they have a church that's a lighthouse in that town and in that community. And there are those here today that have decided, I want to do God's will for my life. I want to make a difference. I want to be salt and light in my generation. I want the world to know there's a better life than one of disappointment. There's a better life than one of pain and destruction. God will give you a life where there's joy and gladness even in the times of difficulty. Sometimes, though, we get discouraged because we find out that there are sin ballots and Tobias. There are battles. There are oppositions that come In our life, I'm gonna give you three things today that I believe will help us, that will help us in building a better life. First of all let's just state the fact there will be battles if we're serving the Lord with fervency and dedication we can be assured that trouble will find us. Paul told Timothy he said in the last days uh, men uh, evil will wax worse and worse and you're going to face difficulty and understand that it's not going to be an easy life and we find that battles come from without and they come from within look at chapter 4 if you will first of all Uh, Battles come uh, from without in the form of mockery. Uh, Look what the Bible says in chapter 4 and verse number 1. He was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. Look at me now in every example in the Bible. There are always folks that will mock your doing right. I think of David, and I can't go through all of the examples, but I think of David. Before he could fight Goliath, he had to overcome the mocking of his own brothers. His own brothers said, what are you doing here, David? And Who's taking care of those few sheep? And and, uh, you're a naughty lad, that you would be down here. David just wanted to do right. You would think everybody would be cheering for David, but they weren't. We're going to face times of mockery. Uh, there's uh, battles from without. There's, uh, there's mockery. Uh, you go through the chapter and you'll find not only uh, was there mockery from without, uh, you'll find uh, uh, that they uh, uh, intimidated them in verses 7 and 8 in verse number 11. They tried to make them think, you can't do it. You don't have the power to do it. You don't have the ability to do it. And that's what the devil says to you. You can't overcome. You can't win. You can't rebuild. I want to tell you here today I want to testify on behalf of the power of the Holy Spirit, you can rebuild your life. Amen. You can build a life of joy and gladness. You can build a family uh, that knows the joys of serving the Lord. Amen. So the battles came from without. The most disappointing battles though came from within. Look at verse number 10. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse number 10 the Bible says, And Judah said, now this is their friends. This is not Sanballat. Uh, this is not Tobiah. This is from within. And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish so that we're not able to build the wall. You would think anybody that would encourage them, we would have encouragement from within, but they have discouragement from within. Now hear me well, when you attempt to build something, somebody not from the outside that we expect, but somebody from the inside is going to say you can't do that. Notice, if you will, in verse number 12, the discouragement, not from without, but from within, that came to pass, that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, from all places, whence it ye... "...shall return unto us, they will be upon you." Notice the repetition, he says ten times uh, there was a discouragement. And by the way, there's a reason these folks from within were discouraging to the people of God attempting to build something. And the reason was they were spending more time with the enemy than they were with the people of God. Now just state that and move on. But understand, this morning there are going to be battles. Folks often say, I don't understand. I'm trying to do right and it's difficult. I want to say to you today, quit being surprised. If you battle, if you build, there's going to be battles. It's not easy to rear children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. It's not easy to build a marriage that's strong and happy and surrendered to the will of God. It's not easy in the work of building a Sunday school class or building a church. There are always going to be battles. In fact, it may be more of an indication that you're right with God if you're facing a battle uh, than it is if you've been at peace with everything around you for the last year. If you haven't been in a fight, you probably haven't been going anywhere. I came home from college one weekend, and I said to my dad, I said, Dad, uh, fellas at college are making fun of me. They, uh, I came in, uh, uh, I went back to the college Sunday night after church uh, last week. I had on my, a suit and tie and had my Bible, and uh, they were folks standing on the balcony. They said, there comes the old preacher boy. He'd been to church today, and they laughed and they mocked. And so I went to my dad, and I said, I, I want him to feel sorry for me. I want him to clap for me, pat me on the back. I said, They're giving me a hard time. He said, Good. I said, Why is that? He said, Son, if you never run into the devil, you may be going the same direction he's going. So he did encourage me. It just took me a while to get the encouragement. First of all, understand there will be battles. Number two, only three parts to the message this morning. Number two is a little long, but there's only three parts. Number two, the best defense in the battle is to keep on building. Let me say it again. The best defense in the battle is to keep on, keep on building. Let, let, let me say it in capital letters. The best defense in battling is to keep on building. The best way to overcome is not to stop and fight the enemy. The best way to overcome is to keep on building in your life you don't stop going to church to fight the enemy you fight the enemy by keep on going to church you don't stop reading your Bible so you can fight the enemy you fight the enemy by staying in the word of God the best way to fight the enemy the best way to battle is to keep on building you see there are those will, uh, they will defeat you if they just get you to stop and fight if they get you to stop building they have defeated you so the best way to fight in the battle is to keep on building. Now take your Bibles and look at chapter 4 and you'll find five attitudes that Nehemiah encouraged them to have so they could keep building and overcome in the battle. First of all, by prayer. Keep on praying. Look at verse number 4. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse number 4. Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey into the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. I want you to notice the way they fought the battle was to pray. So the best way to overcome the enemy is to keep on building. Just keep on building. We find five attitudes. The first is the attitude, keep on praying. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Take your burden to the Lord. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you, you understand Nehemiah said, I've got mortar to mix, I've got bricks to lay, and before I do that, Lord, I'm going to ask you to take care of the enemy today. I'm going to ask you uh, to defend me from that, and I'm asking you to uh, 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 to respond to their iniquity with punishment as I go out and build the wall today. Let me give you the second thing: be alert. Be alert. Look at verse number 9. I like this. Verse number 9. Notice what the Bible says. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. They did not ignore the enemy. They paid attention to the enemy. First of all, they prayed. And second of all, they were alert. They were alert to what was going on around them. I'm not advocating looking for a demon behind every bush, but I am advocating an alertness to the tactics and the antics of the enemy and understanding that the devil is looking for every opportunity he can to get in. Now don't misunderstand, today's message is not about battling, it's about building. Many folks have lost it in the Christian life. They've failed in the Christian life because they think the Christian life is about fighting the enemy. It's not. It's about building the wall. It's about building a marriage. It's about rearing your children for riot. It's about building your life and your Sunday school class and in your walk with God. We have to focus on building. Now, in our building, we're going to have to battle and we have to stay alert. I don't have time to tell you the whole story. You can look it up and read the story of a fellow by the name of Bobby Leach, who was a stuntman. He survived a trip over the Niagara Falls in 1910. You know how he died? He slipped on an orange peel, Hit his head and died. Now, why am I saying that? Why did I tell you the story? Because sometimes we fight a battle, but we're not alert. We don't pay attention. I wish I had time to go into all the little things. Hey, you be careful about what the devil tells you to listen to on the radio when you're in battle. You, you, You be careful about the friendships and the associations that you have. You watch for the devil as he tries to get into your life. First of all, an attitude of prayer. Second of all, an attitude of alertness. Number three, an attitude of always being prepared for building and battling. Look at verse number 16. And it came to pass from time, from uh, time, I'm sorry, and it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears and shields, and the bows and the habergeons, and the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They which build it on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laded every one with one of his hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon for the builders notice what he calls him he doesn't call the builders battlers he calls the battlers builders Now I've got that noted in my Bible because I don't want to get to the place that all I do in life is fight the enemy and stop building in the work of God. I want to win people to Christ. I want to share the gospel. I want to see lives rebuild. And that is the focus of our lives. I want to read the word of God to feed myself. I want to walk with God to stay strong. If I'm not careful, I get to the place. I replace my building with battling. I know battles are going to come. Oh, but dear friend, the focus is not to play the best defense. The focus is to win the game. I don't want to be the best defensive team in the land that keeps the other team from scoring very many points. I want to win the game. I want to build a life that's pleasing to Christ. I want to see a church that is a soul winning church. And so they were a prepared group of people. He said, when you come to work, he said, I want you to make sure you have your trowel. But he said, put a sword on your side in case you need to use that. I want you to be prepared. I want a group of folks to watch. I want a a group of folks to be prepared uh, to watch for the enemy to come. Our focus today is we're not going to leave the wall to go find the enemy. We're going to stay on the wall and if the enemy comes, we may have to fight for a while, but we're getting back to building the wall. Many marriages today are hurting because they're focusing on what they're battling instead of focusing on what they're building. Listen to me now. We get counsel for what we're battling. and We lose focus on what we're building. We work to build a strong marriage. A marriage is no stronger than the effort you put in it to build it. You don't have beautiful flowers just because you kill all the bugs. You have beautiful flowers because you put some flowers in the ground. Notice. First of all, prayerful. Second of all, to be alert. Number three, to be prepared. Number four, united. I like this. They work together. Look at verse number 19. And I said unto them, the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, the work is great and large, and we are separated upon the, lo- upon the wall one far from another. In what place, therefore, you hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. He said, now here's what we're going to do. Everybody's going to go to their place on the wall and we're going to be building the wall today. However, if the enemy comes, I've got someone that's going to sound the trumpet. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, I want everybody to be at prayer meeting Wednesday night. He said there are times we have to all come together and the reason we come together is because of the unity and the encouragement that we find in one another and together. Notice he says... God shall fight for us. We don't come together because there's strength in numbers. The strength is in faith in God. But we come together to pray and to call on God. That's why prayer time together is important. That's why Sunday school together is important. That's why we've assembled today. There's a reason that we come together to assemble together. And the fourth thing is unity. Number five is to be determined to be determined. Look at verse number uh, 23. So neither I, nor my brethren, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off for washing. What's he saying? We were determined to build the wall. In fact, we're more determined. We had a mind to work, as he says in verse number 6. We're so determined, we may not have time for leisure. We may not have time for entertainment. We may not have time. Right now, we are working to build the wall. And these five things came together as an attitude and they had to be more determined than the opposition was. It won't be easy for you to live a life for God. Teenager, it's not easy to live a life for God. You'll have to face some battles, but we can win. Amen. Amen. Let me give you the third part of the lesson or the message this morning. Building has a reward. I thank God for those who have fought before me. I thank God for those who have stood in the generation before me. Building has a reward. There are three things I want to say here. First of all, our faith in God is worth fighting for. Our faith in God is worth fighting for. You see their enemies did not want them to sacrifice to the Lord. They did not want them to engage in worshiping God. They were opposed uh, to their praising God. And can I tell you something and it's obvious and easy to see in our world today. There are those that are opposed to the work of the local church and the work of us praising God. If we can all come together in the uh, liberal self selfishness of the world, that's okay. But when we start standing for our faith in God, there's going to be some difficulty. I say this morning our faith is worth building for. God's still looking for those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. He wants us to be ready to fight for our right to worship Him in His way. As the Bible says in the book of Jude, that we're to earnestly contend for what? Contend for the faith. Not faith in faith, but faith in God. Fight for the uh, 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 faith in God that we have. You know, I never, I never experienced, in fact, it hadn't been experienced in, in our day that uh, churches were closed down. None understood in the beginning. We didn't know what was going to happen, and we were looking at the Spanish flu and all of that. And then, you know, I started to notice that the abortion clinics never were closed down. Then I started to notice that the uh, casino advertisement was still going on. In fact, they were still running promotions. If you'd bring somebody to the casino establishment on Red Mile, they'd give you $10 to gamble. I started saying, "Oh, wait a minute, there's something wrong with this picture here. Amen. And there are those today. You ask, the, you ask the National Council of Churches what you ought to do. They say, you you, you better not go to church. One hour out of 168? Come on now, folks. There's a time you fight for your faith. There's a time you stand for your faith. I stood beside the Attorney General on the Capitol steps and I said, we not only have a constitutional right, we have a biblical right to meet together. It's what God said to do. I'm not talking about being stupid. I'm not talking about that at all. I believe in personal hygiene. All of us do. But, dear friend, we have to look at the world and understand they're not stupid. They're not going to come at us with a pitchfork and a suit, a red suit with horns. They come to us in deception, trying to make us think that wrong is right and right is wrong. Nehemiah said, It's time to rebuild the wall around the city. Fight, faith. It's worth fighting for. It's worth building for. Second of all, our families are worth building for. Look at verse number 14. I love this chapter. Verse 14. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, and your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Our family's worth fighting for. Our family's worth building for. Our family's worth putting our dollars and dimes and, and our tithes and our offerings and our sacrifices. And buildings are nothing more than tools, but tools to reach people. As I sat this week on two different times in the gymnasium there on Claysmill Road, I remember the days of building that building. If there were 10,000 screws in that building, I had my hands on 8,000 of them. I mean, I I, I remember building that, but to sit there and watch after all these years and watch boys and girls, and then yesterday watching men take care of the young men and ladies take care of the young ladies, but then remember when those men were little boys. And the generation passed. Our families are worth building for if you build, there are going to be battles and the building is worth the battling. There's a reward for our battling. There's a reward. It's worth you fighting to walk with God. It's worth you fighting to build a family for God. It's worth whatever we have to do to build for our families. Then I'll say, last of all, our future is worth fighting for. Our future is worth building for. Nehemiah knew that if they caved into the enemy, the battle would be over. There would be no temple. There would be no worship of God in that city. And by the way, that's what it was all about, that temple that you'll read about. Old Haggai came in and preached when they laid the foundation and stopped building. Haggai said, we can't sit in our sealed houses in the house of God. Lie waste. Let's get back to building. And they did rebuild the temple. Nehemiah said, let's build a wall around the city to protect the place where we worship the Lord. We've turned our heads for too long and the enemy, the enemy has just about put the church out of business. Too long the saints have allowed the enemies to tantalize our children and traumatize our homes, terrorize our hearts and tranquilize the church. We need to do as Nehemiah said in this day, it's time to rise up and build. Amen. Now I'm going to say this and I'm finished. He didn't say let's rise up and battle. Can't get our focus there. I'm not out to fight somebody. I'm about to build something. But I love what the old Quaker said. A fellow came into his barn. The old Quaker said, I mean thee no harm, but thou art standing where I'm about to shoot. <laughs> it's not about battling. It's about building. But friend, I'm going to tell you something according to this book as we work to build our lives, as we work to build our marriages, as we work to build our homes, as we work to build our church, it's worth the battle to keep on building. Stand with me this morning. If you take anything from the message today, take those five things and obey them as you go through the week. Be prayerful, be alert, be prepared, be united, and be determined.